You're listening to a Tiger Hall podcast. For more interviews with many of the world's most inspiring business leaders uploaded daily, download Tiger Hall from the App Store or Google Play. There are still days when I wake up feeling like a fraud, not sure I should be where I am. That was a quote from the COO of Facebook, Sheryl Sandberg. Another quote, why would anyone want to see me in a movie? And I don't know how to act anyway. So why am I doing this? Believe it or not, this was Meryl Streep, the woman who holds the record for the most Academy Award nominations of any actor, having been nominated 21 times. One more quote. The exaggerated esteem in which my life work is held makes me very ill at ease. I feel compelled to think of myself as an involuntary swindler. This was Albert Einstein. We're in the Tiger Hall with two fantastic influencers today, Ron Sneer and Dr. Casey Lee. Ron, you are CEO of a successful family office, Seychelles Asia. You are also a former diplomat, having been trade commissioner for Israel in Asia. And before this, you were a successful trader and were trading floor manager for Matrix Capital Markets. Also, returning to the Tiger Hall is Dr. Casey Lee, chartered counselling psychologist, having practised in London, Singapore and Shanghai. So, Ron, I'm going to turn to you first. The reason I read out these quotes at the beginning is because these are all incredibly successful people describing their experience with imposter syndrome. When you and I first spoke, we were talking about your career and, from my view, your many accomplishments – But you told me that you feel like your achievements aren't enough and that you often compare yourself to your friends and feel that they're more accomplished than you. So firstly, thank you so much for agreeing to share this with us. Can you tell us a bit about your experience? Yes. So I have to say that this has been with me for almost 20 years. So I've been, you know, in a class of gifted child since I was quite young and I've been with very successful people. Uh, most of my life in the Israeli Air Force and afterwards in an esteemed nanotechnology uh, group of uh, scientists in university and afterwards in my workplaces. And I've always felt that I wasn't good enough, smart enough, deep enough. And I had these pitfalls that were basically between me and myself. Nobody knew about it. But The fact is that now I'm turning 40 and it's still here. So it's quite interesting to feel so unworthy. And until today, I couldn't find or figure out what to do with that. So I'm glad to be here. Okay, so Dr. Casey, over to you. Hmm. Why does Ron feel like this? Wow, (laughs) that's going to be a long, long answer. Um, (laughs) Hi, everyone. Good to be back. So one of the one of the first thing that I noticed is that Ron's description literally fits the description to a T. One of the first thing I'd like you to notice it's the people around you, right? At the get go, you are surrounding yourself with other exceptional individuals. So the first thing you'll notice is, wow, look at all these awesome guys and girls, right? And how together they are. Right now, do you get dressed before you leave the house? Of course. Yes, please do. That would that would be very <laughs> sensible, right? Do you put your best foot forward? Trying. Yep, yep, and we all do, right? And this this is the first distortion in perception. I invite you to to examine, right? When we look at other people, 
right? We tend to see their best selves. We we don't unless it's our our intimate partners. We don't see them the moment they roll out of bed, right? We tend to think of stars and celebrities as they are all always so awesome with makeup and flawless skin, and in reality, no one's like that. So when you look at your cohort, right, the people you grew up with, and you you immediately notice, wow, they are exceptional results, right? Do they have insecurities? I don't know. Hmm. Perhaps. Perhaps, right? Would they sometimes feel a little less than confident about themselves? I assume so. Very likely, right? But we don't think of other people that way. We see them as their best selves, right? It's a little bit like what we see on on social media. We tend to think of what people post as their real lives and all that there is. But surely not everyone lives in 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 a resort in a villa in Bali twenty four seven three hundred sixty five days a year, right? They must have day jobs that they go back to. At least we think so, right? So this is the first thing that I invite you to think about, as in. It's not that they are not awesome, but the distortion is that you only see the really exceptional bits of other people, right? It's what psychologists say that we are only in tune with our own insecurities. No one else hears it, right? And we don't seem to imagine that other people are insecure too, right? If you think about it, well, of course they are, right? Because what is the opposite of imposter syndrome? Think about it. Right? It would be someone who's like, I got this. I'm totally awesome. I know what I'm doing. That would be quite an egomaniac if you think about it. And rarely people are like that. Right? People tend to be more reflective and sensitive. Like, yeah. And especially in an Asian context, we downplay our own achievements. Mm, okay. I'm going to interject here. So all of this reminds me in a way of how people look at social media hmm. and they think, oh, everyone has more friends than I do. Everyone has more fun than I do. They have more everything. They have more ever. <laughs> Everyone's lives are so much better. Is this sort of an intellectual version of that? Mm, indeed, very much so. And the point being that only we can see our own, I guess, the making of, right? Our own background that, you know, we don't think that other people go through any form of struggles. But, but of course they do. Okay, well, so Ron can't just put away her Instagram and look the other way. This is something that, as you say, has been with you for years and years. What can she do? What are some strategies that she can make use of? Well, let's draw some distinctions first, okay? Now, the thing with imposter syndrome is this deep fear of being exposed. Oh my God, I'm not what I claimed or supposed to be, right? So, well, let me just ask you honestly at the get-go, are you intending to claim to be something you're not. I hope not. I'm trying not to. Now, the reason I ask that is that category is called fraud. Yeah. Right? Now, if I say, hey, Pepper, guess what? I can do brain surgery. Would you like me to operate on you? Now, that's that's a very different claim. Right? That's, well, that's illegal to begin with. Right? But that's also, that's the category we call fraud. Right? We are claiming to be something we are not, and we have absolutely no basis. No, there is no way that we can justify in anywhere near that, that parameter. The rest falls under the imposter syndrome's category, right? In the sense that it could be a severe case of it or a mild case of it, right? Let's take this podcast, for example. I haven't been here for a while and gee, I'm not sure if I can do this or if I, you know, have all the confidence. It's not something that I do day in, day out. So I might feel, gee, you know, my hands are a little clammy, a little cold now, right? Which is quite a natural response given the context. Now, let me try a different angle, okay? You're almost 40, right? 
Is this the first time you will be, let's say, 35? Is this the first time you're 35? Yes. You've never been 35 before? No. You do not know how to be a 35-year-old. Is that correct? Correct. So you're winging it. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to look yeah. at it. Now, when we put it that way, it's no longer imposter syndrome. If you think about it, that's what life is. Every step of the way, it's, you know, it's an exploration. We've never been this old. I do not know how to do this, right? We might have done podcasts before, but this podcast, it's not a rehearsal. It's not the one that from, obviously not the one from before, right? <laughs> um, we're doing it for the first time, right? Will we make mistake? Yeah. Did you press the record button? Please say yes. Yeah. <laughs> but there is the off chance that you forgot, right? And then we have to do it all over again. Yeah. Now, part of working with imposter syndrome is just allowing yourself to make mistakes. It's t you know, saying to yourself, it's perfectly fine. A, maybe the rest of the people, they're not as perfect as you imagine them to be. They might be, right? But certainly not everyone all the time. Yeah. The other aspect is... Well, even if you, you've had a little mishap or some mistake, yeah, so what? Perfectly acceptable, right? I mean, don't do brain surgery. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else, right? Surely it must be fine. Yeah. You are not misrepresenting. I guess it's important to, to declare what are you trying to accomplish, right? You're not claiming more professional than you are, right? Having more credits than you actually do. There is a degree of honesty and also integrity in the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, once you look back into your own credits, right? Hey, wait a minute. I've done this. I've done this. I've done this. Hey, you may not be the expert, but surely you've got more than enough to contribute. How's that for a start? Sounds good. I hope I can reflect on that and actually use it when, you know, when these feelings come up. And, and again, it's not always there, mm -hmm. but. When it, does, it is there that you need to find some techniques to fight it. So I think that's a good one. Thank you for that. The other thing I wanted to bring up is just, it's not just a comparison. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just me and the other people. It's really me and myself and feeling that I did not do as great as I would expect for myself. So that's another, you know, pain point which at least for me, is very relevant. Hmm. Is that the same as imposter syndrome? Close enough. If we look at others in like a perfect light, we tend to expect that of ourselves. Hmm. I mean, only natural. Oh, look, you know, they've got nine A's, two PhD and six masters, and I've only got five, right? <laughs> like, I need one more, right? It's, it's a very natural projection onto ourselves. But what about the original four masters that you've already got? Yeah. Mm. Although they always feel not good enough, you know, yeah. which is very interesting because mm. I do understand rationally that it's, it's just fine. So if you look closely, the thing with imposter syndrome, it's about insecurity, right? This lack of self-validation, this sense of not good enough. The bigger question then becomes, well, how good is good enough? You know, it's never ending. Right? You will always be in this, like, I need one more PhD. Yes. Yeah, just one more. You're comparing yourself to the wrong people, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so let's look at this evermore, right? What is that really about? What would give you that sense of not so much accomplishment, but fulfillment? Yeah. 
I guess it might be motivating. It's probably motivating to to put it in the sense that it's great that you want to you know have more and learn more, knowing that there is more to be learned and and discover and growth, which is fantastic, right? However, if it's reflecting on your sense of lack, then maybe it's not that helpful. Yeah, I agree. If I can interject, this word "fraud" that you use, Dr. Casey. So when I was researching ahead of the podcast, this word came up again and again, like. All of the, you know, the quotes I read out at the beginning. People are afraid that they're a fraud and that they're going to be discovered. Is that how you feel? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, it's a, it's a mix of feelings. I have to say, you know, it, it it hits you every time with something else. I think it has to do a lot with education, the neighborhood that you grew up in, like mine. You know, everyone are super achievers around. You know, me and my husband, and they're all trying to do. By the way, it's not about like being famous or successful, but it's just for themselves. They they are super achievers, and uh, and that's one thing. And and the fraud thing, of course, it's always there. I don't know anyone who doesn't feel that one day someone will come and take off the masks, literally, <laughs> no, <laughs> and uh, will say, "Oh, now we got you. We know who you really are." I definitely feel that. That's actually, I think, the strongest feeling that I experience more than anything else. I try not to compare myself too much to other people, but just when I look at myself, I'm like, hmm, you know, if I take off the clothes, people will notice who I am. I'll burst yeah. into your office. Oh, we've made a terrible mistake offering <laughs> yes. you this job. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting how deep it goes, you know. Um, but I, I, I love what I'm hearing, and I think I just have to memorize it again and again, and keep reflecting on your words. Well, I, I have a suggestion. You know what? Mm-hmm. If you find it challenging to validate yourself and to you know take credit for your own achievements, it might be helpful for you to look at the company that you have. Yeah. Right. Look at the clubs, so-called clubs that you are in. Right. If you are not part of the group, how could you possibly be there? Maybe once. That's true. Maybe twice. But look at the friendship. Right. The people that you you know have around you. I'm going to, you know, go out on the limb and say that that must represent something. So, Dr. Casey, mm-hmm. I've read that some researchers have linked this to perfectionism. Is this true? Yeah, it, in, indeed, right. It, and it's a very convenient extension. Mm. If you look at where Ron is now, you know, never good enough. Where would be good enough? Perfection. What a wonderful, beautiful, imaginary <laughs> destination. When I'm perfect, I will be good. Enough. Like, of course, I will be good enough. Like. Ta-da! Our imaginary intellectual Disneyland, it's now present. Where is it? We don't know where it is. Okay. So, I mean, we know that Ron is a very sort of rational, intelligent, sensible woman. I know that you can, you can look at your achievements and know, that, you know, it's pretty good. I shouldn't be ashamed of that. But yet she feels this. What can she be doing on a regular basis to, unless you just put your CV up on the wall and <laughs> force yourself to look at it every day and remind yourself, like, what, what can she be doing? Some little things. Well, I guess to start with, let's start from the ground up. This feeling of being a fraud, like I don't belong. It's a very common human experience. I'll tell you a little secret. You know, when people call me, like, hey, we, Dr. Lee, we're going to do a podcast on imposter syndrome. You know what my, my first thought was? Fuck if I know, like, I didn't do a PhD on this one. And then I literally have to sit myself and go, wait, hold up, hold up, one second. Did you go to school, to, you know, and do, a, do your, your PhD in psychology? Yeah, I did. I definitely suffered through that one, right? Am I the world-renowned expert? 
on imposter syndrome. I am not. I'll, I'll admit to that. However, right, did I study and toil years on years studying about human nature and various conditions enough to explain what this condition is? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right. I sometimes literally have to sit down, myself down and go like, hey, am I expecting too much from myself? And sometimes if you think of it from a perfectionist perspective, it might be very helpful in the sense that it up, you know, ups our game and, and help us to improve. And yeah, I got to do a little better. But sometimes the bar is just so high. It's gotten crazy. It's just not achievable. We stop. We give up. And that's when it becomes problematic. Right. And you're kind of just drowning in guilt and shame. And oh, I should have gotten the fourth PhD and, you know, all that nonsense. Right. Whereas, come on. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, I, I have to say I, I agree. But it's, uh, it takes a lot of practice. Mm, indeed. You know? Now, if you, if you look at your journey so far, right, this sense of I don't belong or I'm a fraud, it's, it's almost habitual. Yeah. It will take a little time for you to go like, whoa, let's just, let's just take a quick pause here. What's going on? Ah, I now know there is this condition called imposter syndrome. I'm probably suffering from this, yeah, thinking that other people are, of course, they're perfect and they wake up with flawless hair and their nails are never chipped and, you know, whatever illusions that we have of other people, right? Whereas, of course, in reality, that's not true. Yeah. So it's important to see each of us, we have our own battles, right? We, we have our own struggles and everyone is feeling, you know, on, on some level, some degree of anxiety, some degree of insecurity. Sometimes we're more confident in some areas and sometimes not so much, right? We can't be confident in everything all the time. So it makes sense for us to feel a little, gee, am I saying the right thing? Do I know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Very natural, very normal, right? Uh, am I saying this correctly? Is this making sense to you, right? Checking in with uh, the other party. How does this sound to you? So how does this sound to you, Ron? Yeah, actually, I feel much better now. <laughs> it's so weird, but I do. Hey. So talking about it helps. <laughs> yes, definitely. And uh, kind of admitting it and then listening to these very rational talks. I mean, I think I, think I will definitely take a lot from this discussion. Thank you so much. All right, Dr. Casey, any final thoughts for listeners? So I guess one of the things that I do want to bring out is to, to look into context and culture, especially somewhere like Asia, where, we, you know, there's a lot of emphasis about, you know, being humble, do not brag, uh, learn from others. There is always someone else more expert and more superior. And, you know, it naturally creates like a very fertile ground for us to question ourselves, right? And that's inherently, that's a very humble, you know, it creates a lot of opportunity for growth and learning. However, there will need to be a, a time where we will need to step up. Every time we step up, we are doing something new and unknown to us. And we are, again, an, an amateur, right? We might make mistakes, and that's fine. It doesn't mean that we are faking it. It doesn't mean that we are fraud. We're not claiming something that we are not, right? We are trying it. And it's okay to, I guess, wing it. Well, either you succeed or you don't. One way or another, you learn and we improve. How's that? Sounds wonderful.